Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the Muzzle No More podcast. This week, I have an amazing special guest, somebody near and dear to my heart, uh-huh. <laughs> my brother, EJ Shelton, you, you. and I just love to tell the story of how we met, and it's just crazy. I just feel like EJ is one of those people who God literally had planned to be in my life, Indeed. like we are purposed <laughs> to be together. Indeed. So when I was in nursing school, I was like, Lord, where am I going to move? Like, do I stay at home? Do I stay in the city I'm in? Or do I just like take a leap of faith and move? And I really wanted to move to Jackson, Mississippi and work at a peds hospital. But God was like, no, I want you in Jackson, Tennessee. And I'm like, God, I don't know nobody in Jackson, Tennessee. <laughs> Except for like one person. I knew, um, my former pastor, um, when I was in Jackson, he, I knew he lived in Jackson and had a church, but that's all I knew. And so I was like, okay, God, I need direction. I need wisdom. So one night I went to this church service and the church service, yeah, it was in Tupelo. And so I went there that night and I was just like, God, I need answers. Like you saying Jackson, Tennessee, I need confirmation. And so that night, I remember the pastor was like, God is just going to make everything clear to y'all. Like everything like y'all have been asking God for, he's going to make it clear. So I was like, Lord, I need confirmation. Do you want me to move to Jackson, Tennessee? I will. And so as soon as I said that prayer, I remember EJ, he came up on stage. He was like, hey, everybody, my name is EJ Shelton. I'm from Jackson, Tennessee. And I was like, okay, God, you answered that quick. So I was like, well. This girl is moving to Jackson when she graduates nursing school. Didn't really know anybody. Knew one person. And I remember packing everything up and moving to Jackson. And I went to um, Zion, Pastor um, Shaman Skills Church. I went to his church because it's the only person I knew. And I walked in and there was EJ. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that is the dude that was at Saving Station that night. And I remember getting involved, joining the praise team, and we just connected. And Instantly. It was an instant connection. Yes, it was an instant connection. And ever since then, this is my brother ever since. And so, welcome to the show, EJ. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, so for those who don't know you, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Of course. Uh, my name is EJ Shelton. I was actually born in Atlanta, Georgia. And my family moved from Atlanta to Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois, we relocated to Jackson because my dad's brother started a church Mm -hmm. in Jackson, Tennessee. And then the church, um, it was successful for a while and they ended up moving back to Illinois. My family stayed. Mm -hmm. So here we are all these years later. Um, Just like anything about me, I have a degree in uh, organizational leadership with a concentration in management from University. Woo woo. Uh, I currently serve as people partner for Walmart stores. Um, My store or office, main office, is located in Dyersburg, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. where I oversee people operations for about 300 associates and a management team of about 15. And I oversee about $110 million in sales. Oh, we. It's a lot of money. A lot, yeah. of, a lot going on at one store. But Walmart always asks me to travel to other stores and do the same thing. So I'm always on the road, always traveling. And um, I had a twin brother. His name is Sean. Yep, yep. What's up, Sean? Yeah, what's up, Sean? <laughs> we are opposite as night and day, literally and yes. figuratively. Yes. Literally and figuratively. And um, I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to be saved. <laughs> Lord is good. 
and I aspire to just inspire people to walk in their destiny and um, travel and be happy. Yes, and you forgot, you just sings, y'all. <laughs> like, sings. That's like such a minor detail in my life. No. <laughs> no, he sings. There's so much more to me than singing. We know pastor. Oh. <laughs> That's so dumb. So do you <laughs> so do you feel that there was ever a time in your life where you felt muzzled, silent, or that your calling and voice didn't matter? And if so, how did you overcome that season of your life? Do I feel like there was ever a time in my life where I felt muzzled? Yeah, I do. Actually growing up in church, I know it's kind of ironic. But mm-hmm. Because you're supposed to be free in church. But I felt muzzled in church. I uh, grew up in a very, very religious atmosphere. Mm -hmm. No shade towards anybody. People doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. I just felt like I was muzzled. Somebody else that was in the same church that was beside me may not have been muzzled. I just felt like I was. And um, I felt like I didn't have a voice. Mm -hmm. I felt like my opinion didn't matter. I felt like um, decisions would be made and they wouldn't be made without me. They would be made without me. And what I did to remove the muzzle from my mouth was, first of all, I sought the Lord, mm-hmm. um, prayed, fasted, and really, really, I, I remember one time I was so young because I grew up, growing up in church, we was always in church. So you just had to learn how to pray. <laughs> and my twin brother, he would just be in the room playing the PS3, the PS2 at that time. And I'd be in the closet just praying. <laughs> <laughs> you was a saved child. Drawing nigh to the Lord. <laughs> Drawing nigh to him. And uh, I just remember one time, I fleeced God. I read about in the Bible where uh, the man fleeced God. And I went outside and I fleeced God. And I was like, Lord, what you want me to do? Like, which route you want me to take? Where you want me to go? What you want me to do? And that's when I began to develop a relationship. And I began to find my voice in the word. Mm. I began to find my voice um, in seeking God. Yeah. And it's crazy because he began to open up opportunities for me outside of the four walls of the church. So um, uh, he began to re- remove the mosel from my mouth through his word. That's so, so that's good. why I that's why I depend on his word so much now. Mm-hmm. So when y'all be tell, when I you know, when I'm singing, I'm like, "Are oh, you always quoting scriptures?" That's all I know. That's yeah. all I have. That's where my freedom came from. It's his word. So yeah, that is so good. So do would you have any advice for like those people? feel like they're going through a season where they just feel silence and muzzled? Advice for people who feel like they are silenced and muzzled. Every time you say that word, I just literally see this in my mouth, in my head. Yeah. Just somebody's hand covering the mouth. My advice would be find your voice. Mm. My advice would be find your voice and get to a place where people want to hear what you have to say. That's Good. That is so good. Get to a place where people want to hear what you have to say. Because I didn't even think about that. Like certain environments that you may be in, they don't want to hear you. (laughs) They literally do not want to hear you. And sometimes all it takes is like moving to a different location and being around a community of people who literally value what you say. Mm -hmm. And that helps even pull that out that season of like you being muzzled, they will like literally cater to and pull that out of you and tell you, listen, you don't have to be silent anymore. Right. You have a voice, use it. And what God has given you, like that is of value. That's good. Yeah. And as you continue to learn your voice and get your voice and go 
where people want to hear you, you will continue to develop your voice so you can speak in those different environments. Good. To where more than one of environment of people or aggregation of people want to hear what you have to say because you can speak their language. That's good. That's good. Uh, my next question for you. You are um, a successful black man. You were raised in a single parent house home mm-hmm. for most of your life. And statistically, you beat the odds. What has that journey and process been like to get to where you are now? Wow. The journey and process to get to where I am now. Many mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, owning those mistakes. Uh, trying, failing, getting back up. Trying again, failing again, getting back up. Um, Pursuing, I would say, um, character, integrity, and honesty are three factors that have gotten me to where I am right now. Because mm-hmm. my field is human resources, and you have to have character, integrity, and honesty. You have to be honest. Um, that alongside determination, and I know I'm speaking generally, but I'll be more specific here in a second. And um, just seeing this thing through, mm-hmm. you know, seeing life through. There have been several times in my life where I didn't know what path I was going to take. Um, I will say to get to the field of study of HR, my one of my good friends, I like to call her one of my best friends, Kelsey Merriweather, mm-hmm. she graduated college and she went into human resources and she told me, she said, you need to pursue that. I'm doing it and it works for me. I believe it'll work for you. Before then, I was going to pursue education. Mm-hmm. My father got a master's in education. And um, so I felt like, you know, to fulfill his shoes yeah. and all that type of stuff, just go that route. But that wasn't my route. Mm-hmm. Um, when I will say, when the Lord wants you to do it, he'll open the door and he'll make the way and it'll be easy. Yeah. And it's always difficult and tedious and hard when God, when you're doing something that God don't want you to do. Mm-hmm. And so um, I got my degree, and I didn't even have to apply for the job. They found me. Oof. So my advice would be walk in alignment with your purpose mm-hmm. and don't let anybody determine what it is. You figure out what it is. God will literally place people in your life that are putting you on the right path. Because as soon as I walked across the stage, the next day I had a job. It's crazy. And I was able to negotiate what I wanted, mm-hmm. how much I wanted to get paid. So, yeah, my advice would be figure out what you're passionate about. I had no idea I was passionate about people mm-hmm. until I actually tried. And I was like, oh, I love people. So figure out what you're passionate about and pursue that. Mm-hmm. That's good. So... You have a lot of influence. <laughs> Do I? Yeah, like, you have a lot of influence. Like, I I see, like, a lot of, like, you know, like, a lot of men, like, they look up to you. They cling mm-hmm. to you. And they want to develop, like, relationships with you. How important do you think it is for there to be male community and, like, more mentorship programs, like, with men? Mentoring, like, younger men? and, and Yeah, boys. like, younger men. And then just, like, even, like, having male community. It can be, like, your age. I think it's extremely important. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, that's extremely important. Um, I think the young men in our society and our culture specifically need to see something to look forward to, something to look up to. Um, It's important because 
when my father passed away, I didn't have anybody to just say, okay, this is who I want to be like. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody in school always said like Mike, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, but I always knew that basketball wasn't my path. You know, I liked the sport. I watched the sport, but I knew it wasn't my path. It's important to have community so we can see a line of successful black men in different fields of study and areas. So when the younger generation sees him, they can say, oh, he's a doctor, or he's a lawyer, or he's a basketball player, he's a football player, he's a scientist, he is a psychologist, Mm -hmm. he is a firefighter, he's a policeman, you know, and they're all successful. So it's really, really important to build community so they can see successful black men doing, well, successful black men succeeding in different areas, Mm -hmm. and they can pattern themselves after them. And it's, that's good. Like, and also, like, what do you think about um, good community as far as, like, in the church and, like, spiritually having, like, that good community of men? Uh, there's a lot I can say about that. Yeah, we want to know. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you, man. We just, brothers got to step it up, you know, in every area. What you going to say? You going to say something? No, I'm listening. Oh, okay. Brother, got to step it up. Something. We do. We got to step it up. Do you feel like there needs to be, I don't know, another level of accountability? As far as men in the church? Like, yeah, like men in the church, like holding each other accountable. Yeah. Yeah. I think the same issues and problems that we have in the church are the same issues and problems that we have in the world. I think... Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying, you know, people say, well, what you mean? Church is spiritual. Church is spiritual, Mm -hmm. of course. But scripture tells us first natural, then the spiritual. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at that natural aspect. You you have an aggregation of people that have come from all different walks of life, have all type of different life experiences, and you're putting them all in the same room and expecting them to get along and expecting them to see certain things the same way and they may not. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for us to come together and actually talk and see um, how we feel about different subject matters, what we think about um, as it pertains to politics, religion, as it pertains to education, mm-hmm. you know, different um, topics that people don't want to talk about, you know, especially within the church. It's really, really important because um, the man, the man is naturally stronger than the woman physically, um, but I do not think the man is is stronger than a woman emotionally. So we have to balance, mm-hmm. you know, and see what they have to say about it. A lot of men are not in tune with their emotional side. Mm-hmm. Women are. So if we can just come together and talk and make conversation, I think that we can build not just community, but we can build cities. That's good. That's really good. So, now EJ, you dress well. You got Always. good credit. Affirmation and affirmation. You I'm got receiving good credit. What? <laughs> I'm receiving affirmation. Affirmation. <laughs> affirmation. 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 <laughs> I'm here for it. So, you dress well. Thank you. You got good credit. Thank you. You have a good job. Yeah. You know, money saved up. So what does your budget look like? 
Like, how how do you manage, like, to budget and, like, dress well and still be able to buy, like, designer things and nice things? Why are you hyping me so good? Okay. (laughs) So, my plan is to be able to live off of 25% of my income. That's good. That's good advice. If I break down a month of income, whatever I make that first week should sustain me for the remainder of the month. Wow. <laughs> and if that's not happening, then I'm living above my means. That's good. And I'm talking about a mortgage or for whoever else, rent, car insurance, uh, car notes, phone bill, any, all insurances. I'm talk, trying to think of everything I have. All my insurances, which come through my job and budgeting for clothes and all that type of stuff. It does not need to get above 25%. If I'm getting, for me, if I'm getting above 25%, I'm spending too much. And that's crazy. I have the same rule. Like, listen, so I can pay weekly. And whatever I make in that first week, it got to be enough for the whole month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Literally, it has to be enough for the whole month. And the rest of it, it goes towards, you know, like debt that I've accumulated. And it also, like, goes to savings and investment account, investment accounts. Because literally, like, I had to learn that. Mm-hmm. I can't be out here living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. trying to live above my means, yes. and try to buy all these designer things. I remember I went through a season. I didn't go shopping because I, I couldn't afford to. I had to look and see, like, okay, where my money going? Where is it going? And until I was able to get a hold on, like, my expenses and what I'm spending money on, I couldn't go shopping. Because I always ended up being broke by the end of the month. Right. It was like, okay, my bills paid. I had a good time. But what if something were to happen? I had nothing. And I feel like so many people, they need to learn. Like, we got to live below our means sometimes, if, especially if you have goals. And I understand it's okay to go, you know, splurge a little bit here and there. Mm, yeah. But if you're barely making ends meet. You gotta, you gotta be wise and learn how to like budget your money. And sometimes I feel like there are some seasons where you just ain't gonna be able to spend like you want to. Not at all. Like, was there ever a season like that for you? Yeah, definitely. Learn. I mean, we were not taught finance in school, mm-hmm. so I had to learn by again making mistakes and spending too much and, and wanting to impress people. I think we've all been through that stage. Oh, yes. Wanting to impress people. I read on um, something, I think it was either today or yesterday, that lenders want your debt to be 35% of your income. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's like true. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I, 25 for me. Mm-hmm. I want to be well above the grain. So when they pull my, finan- my uh, statement of financial position, they're able to see, okay, he makes this and he has these expenses. Who don't you call? He has these expenses. Are you still shaking? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> he has these expenses and it's only 25%. So we'll give him, boom, we'll give you the loan for the house or the business. I, I think the next thing I want to do is starting a business, like a, a, a business loan, something like that. But um, a using loan for the business or anything like that. And um, he's very disciplined mm-hmm. with his... Um, Everything is paid on time and all that good stuff. So I think that's most important. Yeah. What kind of business are you wanting to start? If you don't mind me I asking. don't mind at all. I've always want I it's kind of already started because I already have all of my um all of my credentials with the state, but uh property okay. management. Okay. 
Yeah. PPP, here I come. <laughs> 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 On that PPP, though. <laughs> yes. No. But, um, yeah, I've always wanted to do property management. I've okay. always wanted to, um, well, real estate. Uh, yeah. I kind of mix up property management and real estate because I like managing things. Mm-hmm. So, um, real estate, property management, that type of situation. You have really good management skills. Thank you, Kendra. I you do. It. You're Thank such you. a leader. Thank you. Appreciate it. Ooh, so, affirmation. Affirmation. I'm going to keep coming with this affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, this is a running joke that we have. <laughs> so instead of saying affirmation, we'll be like, affirmation. <laughs> hey, y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope your week is going well. And if not, I pray things begin to shift for you. So, I need a couple favorites. Would y'all mind subscribing to the show? It's super easy. Whatever platform you are listening on, search the show and hit that subscribe button for me. Next, can y'all follow the podcast pages and each week share the wisdom and knowledge that is released? I will also love if you share the takeaways from the show. I truly believe that each week, each episode has something that has been said and will be said that will resonate with someone and can help assist in the growth and development of their life. The social media handles are Muzzle No More, the podcast, and that's on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. So <laughs> I've just been affirming you this whole episode. You know, you're great. You're a successful black man. You got money, you dress well, you're nice and you're kind and you saved. So where your woman at? I, I, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew. Where your woman at? Why you single? <laughs> Man, for several reasons. I think the first reason would be because I was in a relationship for five years mm-hmm. and thinking that she was going to be my wife and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I've had to... Basically, just reconstruct my life emotionally. Because mm-hmm. when you are on a path and you're for sure that something is going to happen and it doesn't, and it actually is the opposite of what actually happens, you're just kind of like, okay, let me start over. So I think I've been in that start over, that start over phase of my life. Mm-hmm. So how long ago was it when it ended? Uh, it's been since, I think, 2019. Oh, dang. Pandemic was 2020. Yeah. The whole year of 2020. Well, nobody doing Who was thinking about relationships in 2020? A lot of people. Don't you know, like, this one, there was, like, the height of, like, online dating. Online. Because we couldn't see each other physically. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet up. I want to meet you. up. Yeah, I want to see You know how times, Skype. People still Skype. <laughs> My love language is physical touch. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Give me a hug. Let me feel your energy. <laughs> Give me a pat on the back. <laughs> Give me a kiss. Not just rub my leg. <laughs> we say y'all. We, got we are we y'all. We, we just playing a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> just a little. Oh, since you still saying go move on now. Move on. We move. We moving on. We are moving on. No kissing in the mouth for me, and no touching for me until marriage. <laughs> okay. As for me in my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. Say yes, Lord. Let me bring bring it back into focus. Let me, let me focus. 
Let me center myself. She telling on herself, y'all. No. I am safe and I love the Lord. Oh, we know you love the Lord. She like kisses too. <laughs> Listen. Go to the next question. I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that you're looking for in a woman? My ex. <laughs> come back. Baby, come back to me. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, I've always desired Okay, so I grew up in an environment where, because this was my ex, he was the same way. Women didn't really want to do anything. Mm-hmm. They wanted to like stay at the house, raise kids, get married, have children, raise kids, stay, stay at home moms. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like that was weird because I grew up in an environment where my mom worked two jobs for over 20 years. Wow. So I've always been in conflict because I always felt like, she should be like my mom. Mm-hmm. Cause I saw my mom um get her master's degree and get a nice job and provide for her family. So mm-hmm. I've always envisioned my wife to embody that. But I just had to learn that all women ain't, you know, they don't have the same story. You yeah. Know? They didn't get married and husband died and had to raise kids. So they had to do what they had to do. You know, so I'm gonna tell you where I'm at in my life right now. I'm just kind of open, mm-hmm. you know. Where I was closed off, where she got to have this and she got to have that, she got to be this and she got to be that. Now I'm just kind of like, tell me what you bring to the table and let's see if we're compatible. Okay. That's my answer. Yes, yes your answer. So, for all y'all that's <laughs> listening. So, for all y'all that's listening and that's single, what y'all bring to the table? So, do you have a type? Physical type? I ain't got no type. Hey. <laughs> hey. Bad. No, I'm <laughs> uh, I just wanted to love the Lord. Just with all him. heart, soul, mind, and body, and spirit. What? <laughs> you just wanted to love the Lord. I'm telling this, this, this is my this is my explanation for the podcast. Love Jesus. And drink a little. No, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, EJ is so goofy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna be laughing on the podcast. But no, she just need to love Jesus. I feel like if you love Jesus, you love me right. And, and she ain't gonna have no problem me loving her right. <laughs> okay. No problem at all. Ask my ex. <laughs> <laughs> EJ, you are a character. I'll be seeing you on my stories, baby. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing, y'all. I'm just playing. Oh my God, EJ. But yeah, I hope to answer your question. Yeah. Okay. You you're looking for a woman who brings something to the table. And when I say something to the table, I think we think automatically she has to have like a career mm-hmm. and she has to be she has to make X amount of dollars and all that stuff. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to make sure. Go like, you like going to go in depth. I like that. Keep yeah, it. you don't have to have that mm-hmm. to to complete me and fulfill me. I don't have to have that out of you. Like you can be you could be a, a Walmart associate, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that because I hire them all the time. But if you are whole mm-hmm. with being a Walmart associate, and you know how to sustain your life with your income, and you are committed and devoted to God and and whatever else, you know, I'm okay with that. That's so good. Mm. I'm okay with that. That's good. You know, now I can go into like details, details and say, I mean, I don't have any children. I sustain myself. So 
I would prefer she don't have any, mm-hmm. but I'm open. You're open. Yeah, definitely. I'm open. That's good. So, was there ever like in a time in your life where you felt like I ain't dating no woman, no kids? Or yeah, definitely. I think I'm 30 now, so maybe all the way up until because I didn't have to think about it with my ex. So I think maybe around like 24. Mm-hmm. Up until like 24, 23, 24, I was like, she got kids, I ain't dealing with her. And then I didn't have to think about that at all because I was with my ex for five years. Mm-hmm. And so then coming out of that relationship, I've I've just had to just, let me tell you, 2020 and definitely 2021, I'm going through a whole transformation. I see so many things different. Like I see so many things that at one point in my life, I viewed it a certain way. And now it's just kind of like, I'm open. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good explanation to me right now. I'm just open. I love it. I love it. I'm open. Yeah. I'm not, no restrictions. Like you tell, you tell me who you are, what you can do, what you bring here. And then I'm going to see if I match that or not. And if I don't, we can be friends. We good. Mm-hmm. But if we are compatible spiritually, mentally, emotionally, uh, physically, because I mean, I'm a man, so I need her to look like something too. But uh, physically, um, I'm open. I used to prefer it because my ex is really, really, I ain't stop talking about I'm talking about her so much. Um, she's real light-skinned, so I always prefer light-skinned women. Mm-hmm. But now, I'm just like, open. Open. Yep. I love it. That's where I'm at. I can't speak for nobody else. Somebody may disagree with that, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what's next for you? Like, what can we be looking for from you in the future? What you can be looking for from me is the next level um, with Walmart, next level with business as far as property management and real estate is concerned, next level with my church. I, I really want us to go to the next level as far as music is concerned and experience is concerned. Um, and just next level, I'm going to tell you, I want to be next level whole. Ooh. I want to be next level like I want a greater whole experience, mm-hmm. a greater healing experience, you know? And I'm just, for me, I'm just trying to be a better person all around. Even in sitting in Bible class, you know, and being and how our pastor was talking to us about being kind and loving people. Like, I want that to be my next. Mm-hmm. I want to learn and know how to properly deal with people and myself. <sighs> See, everybody else somebody they want houses and cars, which I want that too. Mm-hmm. But... I just want to be a greater person. That's good. Especially like learning how to properly deal with people. Mm-hmm. I feel like this can be a that can be a struggle sometimes. It is a struggle. Definitely a struggle. Oh, definitely a struggle. Just because I feel like so many times <laughs> we take experiences we've had with people and it's hard for us to forgive. And it's hard for us to like get past that. And once we've had like a bad experience with one person, I feel like sometimes like, you know, we carry that and we put all that, like that bad experience and that trauma we went through and deflect it on other people. And I just want to be whole and like, I want to be healed and I want to forgive properly so I can literally be able to love people properly. You struggle with forgiveness. Um. Yep. (laughs) If you got to do all that in this, yes. I won't say I struggle with forgiveness. Um, I have in the past. Okay. I definitely have. I have in the past. I feel like I struggle um, with forgiving like my family. 
I've struggled with forgiving like friends. I've struggled with forgiving like men I've um, dealt with. But I literally had to go to God and like, okay, God, I have to release them just because like if I was, if I have not been able to forgive those people who have like harmed me or even if they intentionally and unintentionally meant to harm me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to be the person I am today. I would not be able to love from a pure place. Pure place. So yeah, like there was a season in my life where I was not able to forgive and I was bitter. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I was real bitter. I was hurt and I was just going around hurting other people. And a lot of people are like don't know that because they see me and they see like this happy, like go lucky person. Right. But it's like when people really got to there are some people in this world who have really got to experience me and I have hurt them. And I'm gonna be honest about that. I definitely I have caused other people pain and I have caused other people pain because I was hurt and I had pain. But I have had to learn and I'm still learning. I'm still experiencing life and experience experiencing life now and just learning how to let stuff go. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so crazy. That's so, I wasn't expecting you to ask me that. But that was so crazy. Like, even today, today, um, I was just like thinking and I was in prayer and I was like, God, like sometimes I can still feel like rejection. Mm. I can still feel rejection like from family, from men. And sometimes it just makes me hard. It makes it hard, like, to forgive other people because it's like I've been rejected like this before. I've rejected in the past, and now that re- same rejection is coming up, and it's just like I. It's, it's sometimes it's hard for me to get over it. But it's like God, I have to let it go. <laughs> I literally have to let it go because in order for me to be the person I am, to to be able to serve in church and serve in ministry, to serve at my job as a nurse, I have to be able to love people. So yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Unforgiveness is suicide. Yeah, you're killing yourself. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. And I've always been taught that unforgiveness, um, what that suicide is on. I believe that suicide is on. You can't kill yourself, mm-hmm. and literally, that's what you're doing. You can't forgive. And once it was explained to me that you're you forgive for you, mm-hmm. not for them. Yep. And once, you know, that was explained to me, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. But um, that's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good that you felt what you felt, you know, today. And I think you're one of those people where you're constantly working on yourself and you're constantly trying to better yourself. Yes. And that's why you say I have a lot of mess because I you ain't got time. I'm the same way. Like, I ain't got time. I'm talking crazy. I ain't got time. <laughs> I don't have time. To focus in on everybody else. Mm-mm. I got to make sure EJ is right. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm striving to do. And it is hard. You said that earlier, and I totally agree. It It is hard, especially um, when you have an internal. I was telling, it might have been Christian, somebody, I have such an internal battle here recently to, of doing the right thing and the wrong thing, mm-hmm. you know. And when I say the wrong thing, it's not, I'm going to go do something crazy, but it's, when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not wrong to the world, if I know I shouldn't do it, to me it is wrong. Mm-hmm. And God's gonna hold me to the standard of wrong because to me I know I I could there's a better way to do it. So I struggle with that sometimes of doing it or saying it or acting a better way. A better way, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, I, I I get exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's like the saying that says, um. 
everything that's good is not a good thing. Like everything mm-hmm. that you do, it may be, it may have been the right thing to do, but it it's not the right thing to right. do. <laughs> like, and so yeah, I get that. It may not have been a bad thing, but that don't mean it was a good thing. Good thing either. for you. That is specific for you. For you. Now for somebody else, it may have been okay. But specifically for you, knowing what you know, it's not a good thing for you. Yeah. Because you know better. Yeah. So, so for example, like even working in my job, um, dealing with people, like for example, I had something happen in my job where I could have responded a certain way and I was within policy, but I decided to respond a better way. And I got a better result off of that response. Mm-hmm. Like I could have just terminated and I would have been clear, but I decided to give another chance. Mm-hmm. And nobody knew. They don't, the person don't know, nobody knew. But I decided to give another chance. Yeah. And I feel like I would have been condemned because if I would have just did that, I would have been clear with the company. I would have been clear with, you know, whoever. But when it comes to God, like I know better. I know mm-hmm. to give, I know to extend grace. Yes, more grace. <laughs> yeah, I know to extend grace. And so I chose to extend grace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I felt good about it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. More grace. <laughs> Lord help us more to show and more, more and more, more and most grace. grace. And keep showing it to me, Lord, because I don't yeah. know it right either. I yes, don't always Lord. say it right. I don't always act right. I don't always know. do it right. I don't want nobody to think that EJ is Mr. Perfect because Kendra over here affirmating me. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Sometimes I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, I need grace too. So I extend Yeah. More grace. So that was good. You want to close us out in prayer? Close that in prayer? Yep. Yeah, I'm <laughs> to pray. EJ, oh my God. <laughs> I'll follow with y'all in here. Hallelujah. Y'all, EJ is so crazy. Yo. <laughs> okay, let's close out in prayer. Father, thank you for another opportunity to come and discuss not only you, but life, Lord. Thank you for Sister Kendra and the vision you have implanted into her, Lord. We ask you to breathe on it. And allow it to blossom, Lord. Continue to give her creative ideas uh, to discuss with people that will be listening and viewing and watching, Lord. We ask that every person that hears this podcast hear you, see you, feel you, and feel the love not only that she has for you, but the love that she has for your people and people in general, Lord. We ask you, God, to allow somebody to be healed, delivered, and even set free from the words that are spoken in this podcast, from the words that are coming from the visitors and the life experiences, Lord, allow people to be able to connect to this and and receive healing quickly because of what she is doing and the vision you've planted, Lord. Thank you for her life. Thank you for um, the good and the bad, Lord. Thank you for everything you've done for her. We ask that you uh, bless her especially, God, for stepping out on faith and, and being obedient to your word and your will concerning this podcast and God, thank you to everybody that's been here, Lord, everybody that's coming. And God, we ask you to get the glory out, even out of this podcast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.